So all you reinventors, we're gonna do something a little different today. And I am gonna, because our next guest is so accomplished, I am going to have to read to you part of her bio just to get you the idea of everything that she has done. And what I love about it is behind all of this, as you're gonna hear in our discussion, is vision. And I am moving over to that. If you can see it, if you believe it, it will happen. There are a lot of people who believe that. And when you really, she's not saying that openly, not the only thing, but it really, really is at the core of everything that Ashley Miles has done. She really has figured out how to see it, believe it and make it happen, which I think is at the core of real reinvention if you're going to do it. But let me give you just a little bit of who she is because it's, I just have to tell you, I mean, she's such a rock star. Ashley Miles is a lifelong status quo changer, evident by her recent appointment as president of New York Women in Communications, where she helped champion the most diverse board in the organization's 90 year history, supported the first virtual only 50 year anniversary of the Matrix Awards, exceeding audience and revenue goals during the pandemic and served as vice president of corporate membership and the first ever development chair. In parallel, this is all during COVID ladies and men, could be some men. During COVID-19, Ashley launched Franklin West, a business growth collected, collective committed to transformation and sustainable growth for businesses and leaders as a way to give back to the business community during these very uncertain times. Now, prior to these roles, Ashley served as the Global Chief Business Officer at Thrive Global, reporting directly to founder and CEO Ariana Huffington, leading worldwide sales, marketing, and business operations, focused on monetization and accelerating growth through Thrive's enterprise SaaS and brand partnerships. Before that, she spent over six years building and scaling Refinery29, you know that name, and leading digital media and entertainment company for women. She exponentially helped scale Refinery29 as chief client officer, head of advertising, drove and diversified revenue growth to a nine-figure business, including the launch and expansion of 29 rooms, the company's most expansive offline global activation. And it goes on. You're just going to have to go to her LinkedIn and read it all if you want more. But what's so fantastic, as behind all of this, as you're going to hear for Franklin West, which is such an interesting thing that she launched during the pandemic, it's about a system of breaking down your limiting points of view that stand in your way, your limiting mindsets, getting you to a positive mindset, then holding you accountable for how that positive mindset is gonna take you where you need to go. Very interesting. She has a whole proprietary way of doing that, but she gave us at the end of this discussion, her little one, two, three on how you how you get there. So I hope that you'll enjoy this conversation with Ashley Miles. I sure did. And you're just going to have to dig out all that other juice, which is on her LinkedIn profile. So let's welcome Ashley Miles. 
So Ashley, I'm so glad to make your acquaintance. I can't believe we have not met each other before. It's really, really crazy. I know. I'm so happy to be on. Well, fantastic. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, your reinvention, what you were saying to me earlier is that it was not intentional reinvention, but a lot of people end up not intentionally reinventing, but nonetheless, they reinvent themselves. So we can start there um, if you're comfortable, um, or we can start with, I don't know where your reinvention happened or started to happen. Cause I also like to find out where you grew up and what you started doing when you were a youngin. Right. Well, why don't I tell you a little bit about my journey and we can maybe assess together where the reinvention might have happened along the way. Good. Perfect. Perfect. Go for it. Fantastic. Well, I am a Southern woman from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was a journalism major at Ole Miss, the University of Mississippi, where I spent my four years at Ole Miss um, as a, a journalism major and simultaneously working in the student media center as an advertising executive, building ad campaigns uh, and marketing initiatives for local and national advertisers, where that really, I found my passion and discovered my passion for not only journalism, but for advertising and building and scaling businesses. So in fact, my sophomore year of college, I knew I needed to get to New York. When I graduated, or during college, uh, uh, securing an internship in New York was really important to building my career. And I went to the local Walmart in Oxford, Mississippi, because I had no connections in New York. And I bought my 10 favorite magazines. And I sent my resume to many of the different stakeholders within these magazines, within the masthead, to try and secure an internship in New York for that summer. And out of all of the hundreds of resumes that I sent out, one person called me back from Teen People Magazine. And that's really how my career began. And so that internship turned into the next summer at InStyle Magazine, where I landed my first job out of college before I graduated at at Time Inc. And I've really, throughout my career, built and scaled top consumer media and entertainment companies, including Refinery29 from early stage into a nine-figure business. And most recently as the global chief business officer for Ariana Huffington's Thrive Global, her wellness technology company. And then in the middle of the global pandemic, I launched my own business growth collective called Franklin West, committed to sustainability and transformation for businesses and leaders around the world. So were you ever doing journalism? You're going to laugh when I tell you my story at some point, how parallel this is. It's totally hilarious, except (laughs) that I guess where I live now. Do you know where I live? Where do you live? New Orleans. (laughs) Are you kidding me? My entire family lives in New Orleans. You're kidding. Oh, my God. No, we moved here a year and a half ago. We've been in the New York area my whole life, 40 years working in magazines, and my husband was in finance. And we finally, the kids are gone. We're going, like, where do we love to go? It's like, NOLA. We've been visiting here for 30 years. We love it. But I want to hear, and we'll talk about more about that, but I can't even believe it because you don't really have an accent at all. Well, we, you know what? We have to talk offline because my mother, my grandparents, my brother, 
everyone's in New Orleans. I love that city. That's um, hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. So why did you think you needed to go to New York? Or was that just always the thinking um, when you came from a smaller town? See, I was in the New York area and I always knew I had to be in New York, but was For just me, because publishing was there? Well, publishing was there, but also since I was a young girl as a competitive equestrian horseback rider, growing up down South, I've always been passionate about making big things happen, making big things happen in culture, um, competitively through sports. And for me, New York was really the center of journalism, business, culture, and I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to learn from it. And I certainly wanted to make an enormous impact in this industry. And I knew that New York was an incredible place to do it. And so you ended up, were you in the business side or were you in the writing side on the editorial always, side when you first got all, here? My, I have a, an incredible passion for journalism, connecting with people and business. And even though I studied journalism all throughout college, I was always on the business side uh, at the Student Media Center. And through all of my internships, I was in New York, I was always on the business side. So I always really blended my passion for creativity, editorial, storytelling, with my passion for building and scaling businesses. And I think that's why I've had tremendous success in my career is I see business through a creative lens and I see creativity and editorial through a business lens. So these two sides of me really come together and that's where I'm able to make really incredible impact on some of the world's most important businesses today. So what do you think is happening to our wonderful business? <laughs> this is so heartbreaking for anybody who started before you did in magazines and it has just been changing so fast and the magazine business is changing. What is your overall perspective on that? I mean, we are seeing really I mean, I can't say that I recognize many of the magazines anymore that I grew up with. Like, like you, I was a monster for magazines. What do you see happening and where do you see them going? Well, I never saw the business through the lens of magazine or digital. I always saw things through endless opportunity and optimism. So I think for me, I'm incredibly optimistic about the future of building brands and businesses that are truly making impact in consumers' lives. And I think if we are primarily focused on the end consumer or the end customer, then the different vehicles in which we connect to her really become endless. It's not about a magazine or a website or a social platform. It's what are all of the ways I can storytell and provide inspiration and resources to that consumer to that end customer. Um, and there's endless opportunities to do that. So I've always been incredibly optimistic. I've always been incredibly uh, creative and open-minded and scrappy. And through that lens, you're able to really accelerate business. What do you, do you see, what do you, I mean, where do you see Prince place in all of this? Do you think it's going to be just a 
sort of a little segment of reaching that customer? Because I think you're right. I think we have to stop looking at it as one way to read. It was one way for a long time, but you can still, I mean, that's exactly what I do in my business. We reach her in many, many different ways and it doesn't matter. It's just, it's the same content. It's just going at her in a different way. But so what through, do you see it? How do you so see that playing out? Through, through my company, Franklin West, um, we're really working with all different types of businesses. So if I you know, pivot and really think about the brand and publishing community, which is one aspect of, of who we serve at Franklin West, um, I would be thinking about who is my primary target audience? What do they care about? What are their pain points? And how am I serving her or him in all of the different ways that they consume content? So to answer your question, print becomes one of many ways to connect with her. And I think if we remove the bias that we might have because we grew up in a certain side of the business, then we're able to really free ourselves to serve that target audience uh, in a way that is frictionless. And then as it relates to then connecting that particular brand and audience that's been cultivated to the advertising community, it really then becomes who is their target audience? And does that match up with what I'm building for my brand? And how together are we serving this audience in a way that adds value to their lives? And that to me is really the winning combination. So what does that look like for you as you're taking over New York Wiki? Now, are you going to, do you still keep your business and then you, you do Wiki as well? Or is Wiki your, your own thing or how does that work? Sure. So I launched Franklin West in the middle of the pandemic and we're working with an incredible portfolio of companies and helping them build and scale from one stage into the next. And simultaneously, I was selected to be the president of New York Women in Communications in conjunction, which you know is a 91-year-old organization. We'll be celebrating our 51st Matrix Awards this year. Last year, we uh, created the most diverse board in our 91-year history. Uh, and we also launched our first digital-only Matrix Awards event very successfully last year. So. It's been an incredible blessing to have both of Franklin West and New York Wiki working in tandem where I'm able to leverage my passion of building and scaling companies for both of these organizations uh, and, and, and at a critical time in, 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 the, in the business community. Um, and so as president, you serve one full year. So I'm doing both in tandem. And then uh, my New York Wiki presidency will end at the end of this year. I didn't realize it was only one year. That's so funny. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So yeah. So of course that makes sense. So what do you see for women out there who are in the business of either advertising or in the media company? What do you see happening out there for reinventors because this we are trying to talk to people who are saying this thing is all changing how do i fit into this especially coming out of the pandemic and where do they go 
to find those resources. I'm guessing that you're going to bring a lot of that to Wiki as well. Exactly. So first, you know, if if they're in the communications industry, which spans all aspects of the industry from media, advertising, creative communications, et cetera, uh, definitely become a New York Wiki member because we're providing resources um, that are helping, you know, all the way from you know college students looking to enter the communications industry during this challenging time to women mid-level in their careers and getting to the next stage, women who might be towards the end of their career looking to pivot in a new direction and reinvent themselves, and then women at the very end of their career who are really, you know, we're celebrating them through the Matrix Awards in many ways. Uh, so definitely join and become a member. Um, at Franklin West, through our executive coaching programming that we're doing, we really are encouraging women and men to do three things. One, discover your power, right? So it's the first step into reimagining your career, reimagining your business is discovering your power, which starts with dreaming without bounds. So if you think about at the end of the year or in the end of five years from now, picturing your bold vision and that bold picture of what you want your career to look like and writing it down and creating that visual for yourself. Number two is owning your power, really putting pen to paper. What is the winning action plan that helps you realize that vision that you've just outlined? And three would be to accelerate your power by creating sustainable growth over a lifetime. So how are we checking in with ourselves on a monthly and quarterly basis to really optimize that plan to ensure we're on track or we're evolving into the direction we want to go? And do you actually, is that a course that you're teaching or is it, what is that there that you're talking about? Yeah. It sound, or is there a book? So Franklin West, there's two sides of our, our business. We have executive coaching and then business growth consulting. And we also have an ambassador network of business ambassadors that we plug into companies to help them accelerate growth. And what I'm outlining here is a course that we are doing on the executive coaching side that is helping individuals really reimagine their careers and their personal lives to suit them and help them reach their full potential during this time of change. And are you seeing more women come through there? Are you seeing more men? What are you, what is, what are the trends that you're noting, especially as you, we go through COVID? I'm seeing a combination of both, but I'm seeing people who might start off at uh, coming to us in a way that is a bit more concerned about what's happening in their career or their surrounding. But by the end of the course, they have so much enthusiasm and optimism that, and, 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 and they're holding themselves accountable to really uh, building that new future for themselves. It's been really, really rewarding. And are there any particular things that you're seeing people pivot into that are, I mean, are you seeing, are you seeing transitions that are unique at this point or, and what are you seeing? So what we're doing is we've built a proprietary methodology that they're applying to their own 
specific situation because everyone is different. There might be one person who's looking to pivot within their company to expand their career within their company. There might be someone else who's looking to pivot into a whole new industry altogether. Um, so every person is different and we really use the same methodology, but it's tailored specific to that specific person and what they're looking to achieve. And where do you see, what do you see as the biggest opportunities now? Do you see a before COVID and after, after COVID in terms of the whole landscape? And what do you see that's new? Well, I think what I'm loving about uh, the work we're doing at Franklin West is we're really spanning across all major industries. So it's not just the communications industry. Um, so we're working with big retailers to you know global technology companies um, and, and to um, you know incredible companies in the consumer products industry. And so what I'm seeing is there is a lot of synergy between different industries, which is fascinating. There's so much synergy, but then there's also these unique differences. And I think each company and industry has an opportunity to really reimagine their business, to reach their full potential in a way that is very specific to what their end customer needs. And watching these different companies build and scale in unique ways. I, I've really been loving seeing the, the synergies between those industries and companies and those incredible uh, differences. What do you see that stands in the way of most women? Um, we're talking, I'm talking to women 40 plus. Um, in terms of creating those transitions for themselves, is it mostly internal? Or do you see do you see a lot of um, ageism? Do you see a lot of um, women taking themselves out of the running? What sort of what is the the message to the individual? Yes. I think the message to, to to all of us is we have to absolutely shut down our inner critic, which is step one, and we all have that inner voice that tells us why we're not worthy of making this this positive change in our lives. So that needs to, we need to shut that down. That's number one. Number two, we need to imagine again, what is that bold picture? What do I wanna be? How do I wanna evolve? What's the action plan to make that happen? And with all confidence and conviction, get out there and network with the right people who can help you make that happen. Um, so for me, it's about applying seeing things through a very optimistic lens, getting out there and, and, and realizing your dreams. And anything is possible. Anything and everything is possible. And during these complicated times, there is way more opportunity than we can even imagine. Yeah, that's what I think. I think actually, because things are being rebuilt, they're gonna have to be rebuilt in a new way that this is the moment. Do you see it as a moment for women to rebuild things in a new way that is not male dominated? I think that what we have to think about is what are our unique strengths? We all have different strengths. And when you can really match your strengths 
with a company or an industry's growth areas, then you can actually be an incredible contributor to that company. And you want to vocalize, here are my strengths. Here what I, here's what I see your company needing to do to grow, or here's what I've heard and learned about how you're looking to grow. And I think there's incredible synergy. In fact, I think it's a huge asset to you that I come from X, Y, and Z industry, right? It's fresh perspective. Um, there's so much about my previous company or industry that can add incredible impact to what you're building. So really, you know, again, seeing things through a very optimistic lens and matching your unique strengths and experience with what that company's growth areas are and how you can help bring fresh perspective to make positive change in their business, to me, is a winning formula for people going in and looking to, you know, reimagine their careers, but also help reimagine that business that you're pitching. And do you see that older women have any special secret gifts when doing that? Is there anything that you- I don't see things through older women, younger women. You know, I, I see things through, we are all, you know, uh, we all come with incredible experience, different types of experience, different types of perspective. Uh, and I think you have to figure out whether you're a new student, uh, I mean, a student entering the workforce for the first time or someone who's at the tail end of your career, you have to figure out what is unique about you, what are you great at, and how do all of those gifts and contributions match up with, with, with a company's growth areas, right? Because at the end of the day, any hiring manager or CEO at a company is looking for people who can help them accelerate their business. So really um, creating that vision and articulating it in a way that translates, you should have every opportunity to um, you know, land that, that next job. Do you have any examples that you wanna talk about? You don't have to give people's names, but do you have any specifics that would illustrate what you're talking about? I mean, we are helping so many folks you know, reimagine themselves, you know, take their career to the next level. There's so many great examples. I wouldn't want to, you know, give, give specifics, but I see it happening. And I think the only thing standing in our way is our inner critic, right? So it's, it's just, again, it goes back to figuring out what's unique about you and how can you contribute to the person on the other side of the conversation and doing your very best to make that happen. So how do you get rid of the inner critic? Because we know it's there. And I, you know, do you, is that something in the coaching that you go after and you help people we see a, that yes. they don't even realize that they have an inner critic? We do a lot of it through the coaching, but you know, for your audience today, what I could tell you at least is what I do is. It, it, it pops up throughout the day, I think for all of us, right? If you talk to some of the most successful people uh, out there, they, they all will hopefully tell you that they have an inner critic. Um, and sometimes it's what put, pushes us forward in some ways, um, but it can also be incredibly um, difficult uh, and it can actually help uh, take us down a, a negative mindset, which then stands in the way of our growth. So 
for me, what I do is as that negative, um, that inner critic pops in my head, I often say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what is that? Who are you? What are you trying to say to me? And I'm not letting it happen. Like I'm shutting you down. You're out. And I keep a journal with me and I'll write down what's concerning me or what I'm hearing and why it's not true. It's simply not true. Uh, and what I plan to do and the steps I plan to take to accelerate in a forward direction. So really being aware that it's not you having those thoughts, it's someone else in your head. Um, and just to really manage that ego and get proactive with the steps that you're going to take to not let it enter into your mindset. So are you mainly a mindset person? Is that is that kind of your inner sauce or... It seems like there's an awful lot of that, a lot of that there. Is that what I'm hearing? There's an awful lot of, uh, I'm very focused on being proactive with my mindset and my rhythm and how I show up for myself and my clients and my family every day. So I'm very proactive with mindset. uh, And I'm just as proactive with making things happen. Uh, and having vision and 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 very specific plans to realize those vis- visions, whether it's for a, cl- a client or my myself or my family. So I think it's all about that. Again, going back to that methodology that we use in our coaching, um, and finding a winning rhythm that works for you and what you're trying to achieve, and then holding yourself accountable for that vision. So, so not only mindset, it sounds like actually putting things into action. I'm trying to get at what, so when people listen to you here, they can see what the things are that they may not be grabbing yes. hold of. Yes. I'm very proactive on a daily basis around what is my mindset? What is my vision? And what is the, the, my action plan to help me achieve the things that I want to achieve. I'm very diligent with that, with both. And that's daily, Ashley? And you use you use a journal through that? I would say it's it's daily, it's weekly. You know, I have good days and good weeks, mm-hmm. weeks and days where I fall backwards, you know, I'm mm-hmm. so I would say my intention is always there. Uh, I try and be consistent with investing in uh, my mindset and how I'm showing up and, you know, the, 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 the high priority, high value items I'm tackling. Um, But we're all human and there's days where we have setbacks and then we, you know, get back on the right track, maybe the next day. So if somebody's coming out of this, um, this moment where we are in the pandemic and we're going to be, some people are, are concerned about how their job is going to look coming forward. Do you have any sense of where people are going to be in terms of expecting their workforce to come back full time? Do you have any trends in mind? Are people, I mean, I heard Bill Gates speaking to, um, uh, um, Fareed Zakaria, and he was talking about, we will never go back to this 90 hour work 
workplace in the actual workplace anymore. What's your thing? What's your thought on that? Because that has a lot big impact, especially on women. I'm personally a big believer in work-life integration. I think it gives us an opportunity, especially as working women, working mothers, the opportunity to really design a working life that works for us and helps us really reach our full potential as parents, as executives. Um, so I'm personally a huge proponent for work-life integration, providing lots of flexibility yet accountability for our employees. And uh, I, I think post-COVID, we have an opportunity to really reimagine the workforce to better serve all people, but specifically serve women who you know are exiting the workforce at a dramatic pace. Uh, in fact, I'm sure you saw with New York Women in Communications, we just launched the Women Heard Initiative, addressing this global pandemic of women exiting the workforce. In fact, in January, out of all the jobs lost in January, 2021, over 20 years old, 80% of them were women. Uh, so through Women Heard, we're gonna be doing a lot of research around the nuances of why she's leaving the industry, why she's leaving across all major industries and providing inspiration, tools and resources to bring back better. Yeah, that was a really frightening number. I, the last number I saw, it said we were being pushed back. We're down to 57% participation in the workforce now, which is back to the Reagan era. Exactly. And if you're a woman of color or black woman, it's just horrific. I mean, the numbers are just out of sight. Yes, time just came out, or the World Economic Forum came out that the global gender gap will take an extra 36 years. Yes, oh, oh kill me now. Uh, but it's programs like Women Heard that are really addressing it head on. And not only, uh, and, and really starting with doing the research so that we can address all of the nuances and help reverse these trends. Do you have any insight into what you think is at the core of it? I mean, the, the reporting so far, far is just that, you know, it's the, it's the blend of family and um, the men just not picking up the slack and having the women have to do double duty as we always have in the past. Do you have any well, insights yet? The unfortunate issue is that we don't have, we, we have to investigate the why because there's so many nuances that aren't yet revealed. So it starts with investigating the why. We, we just kicked off the research. It will be ongoing throughout the year, but as CEOs and business leaders, we are gonna have to reimagine the workforce reimagine how we're showing up for our female employees in order to you know, help retain and grow existing talent, as well as re-engaging those women who left the workforce to lend support. So if there's three things, I always ask for three things that somebody who's listening, Ashley, who can take away from this discussion about reinvention and how you reinvent yourself in this new world that we're going into. What would your three things be? 
Well, it would be exactly, you know, the program we do through Franklin West, um, which is three parts. You know, we have to discover our power by dreaming without bounds. You know, by the end of 2021, what do we want to accomplish? Who do we want to be? How do we want to experience life? How do we want to show up in our careers? What's it most important to us? So doing a lot of that vision work uh, is key and writing, you know, pen to paper. And, and creating that vision. Number two is we have to then own it. We have to own our power and, and, and make a plan uh, and hold ourselves accountable week over week until we start to see this new vision happen. And three is we have to accelerate our, our power, accelerate that vision consistently over time, really to create that sustainable growth because you could reinvent yourself tomorrow, but maybe, you know, you're not cultivating it week over week, month over month. And then it's at some point you need to completely reinvent again. Right. So it's really about always nurturing that vision and that action plan and optimizing it in a way that always keeps you at your best. And we all, we all go backwards. We all have bad days and that's okay as well. Don't beat yourself up when you're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, instead go back to your vision and go back to your plan and say, how am I doing? What needs to change and evolve into, you know, keeping me in a forward direction. So I think it's just always being really proactive with your mindset, your vision, your action plan, paying attention to it. And finally, self-care, you know, investing in yourself having maybe that one day a week of all about you time and reading a good book, getting an incredible, you know, getting your eight hours of sleep at night. Um, you know, that wellness routine is so important. And all of these things work together to find your winning rhythm in business and in life. Well, that's a great ending. And that is exactly what these women need to hear. So thank you so much. I love it. You're so clear on this. I think so many times we spend, you know, what I hear, but obviously you've been in this business for a long time, but I hear snippets of it. I have not heard it sort of worked out into a whole formula. So I think that's terrific. And um, they can find Franklin West online or how do they, it's how do w- they find w- you? It's www franklin f-r-a-n-k-l-y-n west.co and you can also follow us on instagram and i am i am ashley miles on instagram as well perfect wonderful ashley thank you so much for your time thank you thank you so much it was wonderful to be here and best of luck to all of you So if you are not all set up by now to get your vision board, set it out, hold yourself accountable, then I really don't think anybody's going to get you there because I'm ready to rock. I'm ready to take out my vision board, restart it, get it going all over again. And I hope that you are too. And I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Ashley as much as I did that you will subscribe to reinvent yourself 
And I hope that you'll also mosey on over to the Covey Club and come see all the great content that we have. We have original stories by writers all around the world. And we also, of course, have our teaching that we do during the week where we will teach you everything from how to manage your LinkedIn, your LinkedIn to how to, gosh, we've, we've gone as far afield as baking sourdough bread during the pandemic, but also we try to stay more on track than that we actually do. But we also have our fabulous menopause doctors who come to talk about how to get more sleep and make yourself feel better and all the self-care you have to do all the way to how to manage your digital life, anything like that, how to handle your elder care. Come on over to Covey Club, see what we've got and come join us. This is really an amazing group of women and you will find just the way that they have found. They say to me, there's some magic here. These are the nice girls. These are the girls who will hold you up and who wanna see your success as much as you wanna see theirs. So until next time, Enjoy and keep reinventing.